Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreer, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Sunday. I got a lot to talk about today. I hope you're you're locked in and ready to listen and hear about all the stuff I have to talk about. Take get my take on all of it. Thank you for your follows. Thank you for your listens. I appreciate it a lot. Those of you who don't know, I do get paid a little bit off of it, and so one day I would like for this to be my own income fully. So y'all keep listening, keep sharing me with other people. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, it, it, it's part of the livelihood now, so I appreciate it. And look, as always, you know I say it all the time. My link is going to be on my Facebook. Sometimes I pop it on my Instagram, so you can find me there. But you always can go directly to the Anchor app or Anchor.fm, and especially at Spotify. Which just to go ahead and give you a little leeway and understanding there, uh, Anchor is actually owned by Spotify now, so it's all good. So Spotify is a place to really go find me right now. Uh, you can follow me, um, and it's like I say all the time. You. It's going to let you know when my next episode goes. It's going to alert you, if you especially if you set the alerts up. Uh, but in really, anywhere that you get your podcast, you can find me. So I appreciate it a lot. Sports Sunday. Man, jumping right off into it. We are in the middle of March Madness. March Madness, big time. And look, I'm just going to hit a little bit on, on March Madness because I want to talk so much about the other area of the madness of March that's going on. Uh, but March Madness, man, look, look at all the upsets in the tournament, man, men's college basketball, uh, women's college basketball, you know, I'm only pretty much watching LSU women's Kim Mulkey there, uh, give you a heads up. You should go watch her post game interview. It's pretty epic. Uh, I was talking to my brother, I think this morning I was like, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to Kim when she was over there, uh, at Baylor, uh, you know, her interviews and whatnot. I heard that she was kind of brash or whatnot. Uh, but when she when she came back over here, I'm like, man, I'm loving this. I, she's like must see TV or must see must hear radio when she's on on uh, ESPN Radio in the mornings. It's uh, in Baton Rouge. It's, she's pretty daggone epic, man. And she she lets you know right off the bat that like she's like the rest of us here from this parish, man. <laughs> she's she is legit hardcore. She'll tell you how it is. She'll smart off to you in a funny way. And then like, sometimes she just goes and says silly stuff, almost like what uh, Les Miles used to do. Uh, which was probably one of the other reasons some of us loved him as long as we did as the coach here. But I love it. But men's college basketball, man, what an exciting. If you've been watching, I could see this year why people took off uh, to watch. Man, like St. Peter's is up there in the Sweet 16. That's unreal, dude. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski uh, could be playing his last game. I think he's playing against uh, Michigan State and, and, and Izzo. And that could be his last game, too. So I, I in my my one and only bracket that I picked, I picked Duke to win it all because Mike going out with the championship. I think it's set up that way. Y'all know how I've said it plenty of times before. A lot of stuff in sports is actually truly rigged and you can't tell the rest of us who pay attention enough that it's not. Uh, listen, we want to pull for our teams and it's kind of like watching wrestling, WWE. We know that it's not fake, okay? We know that they go out there and hurt themselves and they give themselves, but we also know it's choreographed, right? We know that the outcome is already decided before the show comes on. In a lot of ways, sports is like that as well. Because of betting, because of people with powerful money, uh, powerful people with money, uh, because of what the NCAA and all their crookedness of what they want to do, you, some of the stuff is already scripted. Let's be honest, man. You, plenty of episode, uh, plenty of examples uh, that that you could say that, and so. Uh, but look, that's the reason why I picked Duke to win it all. 
Uh, and, then, and I was talking to somebody today. Uh, I said, you know, if, if Duke doesn't win it, and it is Izzo's last year over there at Michigan State, then I could see Michigan. I mean, I'm sorry, Michigan State winning it all uh, for one of those two reasons. Uh, I, I don't think St. Peter's is going to go much further. Uh, they, they've upset a couple teams, but you know, you know how it is in college sports, man. These teams get their rankings just because. Uh, so sometimes it's not really an upset. But it's an upset because you're not expecting these small schools to do it. But a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. Kind of hurt that uh, Tennessee lost to Michigan. Auburn's still rolling. Kentucky got bounced out by St. Peter's. And so, you know, you still got some SEC presence there in Auburn at least. I think that's it. I think they're I don't I don't know if Arkansas lost out or not, but I can't remember. But so it's a lot of fun. So I, I, I'm actually interested in watching some of the games that I can watch outside of, you know, practice and ball games of our own as well. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Really quickly too on LSU baseball. It is that season, man. And uh, I, I you've heard me say it a couple on a couple different episodes of different uh, shows that have said that I'm I'm kind of leery of this team. I, I, I mean, I may have said it differently, but I'm a little bit leery of this team because I said I don't know if we have the same team that we had last year, meaning I'm hoping we don't, which we had all of this talent, and then, you know, it just didn't work out. It was, it was, it was sloppy. It was not LSU standards, you know, news that uh, Maneri checked out earlier in the season, at the beginning of the season, he's ready to retire. He probably would retire before COVID. If COVID wouldn't happen, or, or the COVID year, uh, you, you know, all these different things, and some of the players, it, it's 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 crazy, right? And so, I was really hoping that it wasn't the same team, because they would. If you go back and watch some last year, or look at some of the games, you I mean, look at some of the games that had some of the teams they were absolutely supposed to blow out. They did, uh, but when they played teams that were higher tier, that were ranked, man, they struggled. And so I was wondering, like. I mean, they were making errors. Pitching's not wasn't that great. They can hit the ball. They can get on base. They can get a lot of runs, but they just couldn't bring bring together, bring it all together. You know, I heard a coach say one time, "There's three major areas in baseball for you to be able to win a game: pitching, fielding, and batting. And you need to be great at all three of those. And if you're good at two of them, you might accidentally be in a game. But especially in the college, especially SEC. Uh, but man, if you if you're not going on all cylinders like for instance if your pitching is not that great uh then your fielding and your batting better be amazing right if your batting is not that great then your pitching and your fielding better be amazing but if you got two of those out of there you're just gonna it's 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 like last night i was watching against a&m i had to stop watching i text my brother i was like you keep watching there or whatever i can't watch they're just so frustrating to watch right now uh Man, I mean, what I'm telling you, what was frustrating about it, and I'm not trying to down the guys. I hope they get it together. But these are guys uh, that play ball their life. I don't know if it's effort. I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know what it is. But you have two different coaching staffs, and you still kind of have the same thing. When you go back to the first time they played Louisiana Tech, and Louisiana Tech beat them 11 to six. I think it was 11 to six, uh, but uh, it was Louisiana Tech definitely had 11 runs. Uh, but LSU just booted the ball around and just throwing errors and all kind of stuff, man. Like, uh, and I know that this season they were talking about LSU baseball. Uh, Johnson, Coach Johnson was saying like, hey, we pride ourselves. This is a great defensive team. They play great. Listen, let me tell you this. In the college ranks, now you might not say this in, in rec ball and stuff like that for youth leagues, uh, but if the ball is hit right to you and you catch it and you make a play, yes, you're going to look great. 
But if you're having to make a play and it's not, now don't get me wrong, Doty made a couple plays today at second. They were unreal. And, and Trey Morgan, look, I'll give it to Trey Morgan. Trey Morgan is the one who's consistent uh, on defense. Guys, man, some of these guys making throws. College baseball, man. Second, third, and short, making throws to first base. Go back and watch them in the film from last year. Man, Trey Morgan is in a maybe one of the greatest digging first basemen I've ever seen, dude. Uh, some of the catches he had to make, come off the, the bag, stretching as far as he can, catching ones that were one one to triple hopping or rolling all the way to him is unreal. You shouldn't have that in college baseball, especially on a consistent basis, basis that it's been. You, you shouldn't. Let's, let's be real. Some of the battings come around this season, but you're still having those issues. But back to what I was saying about the, the game last night. Look, man, you had a guy hit the ball to, to the right field line, and uh, he's going for going for second base, uh, and he should have second base easily where the ball was going. Uh, and, and on the relay throw there, I don't I don't think he was throwing it to second, or, or I don't know if he just missed the cutoff completely. Uh, or, or if he just overshot second base completely, but he rolls with the ball all the way past third base, and the guy gets third easily. Like, man, it, it, but this is a common thing. It's not like a one-time error. I mean, the pitching is decent enough. They're not great. They're not world stoppers. You don't have an Aaron Nola. You don't have a Ben McDonald. You don't have guys there, or Gosman. You don't have guys there who are just absolute shutdown pitchers, right? You have good pitchers, though. And you're doing enough to be able to get the win. They're giving up hits. Yes, I know they gave up 39 hits this this weekend to Texas A&M, which is which is a lot. And A&M is the bottom of the barrel team in the SEC, uh, but they just bumped themselves up a lot beating up on LSU. Uh, because let's be honest, when you look at it, LSU might be a little bit overranked. But these are things you can't happen, man. These are superstars. Some of them that should already pl- be playing in the majors or even in the, at least in the minors. These are superstars, man. They should be making these these mental errors, and not only that, making the mental errors on a such a consistent basis. It's kind of disheartening, and or, or, or as I say, frustrating. Like last night, I, I just look. I, I I had to stop watching the game. I was frustrated. I coached twelve year old boys. I'm an assistant coach with twelve year old boys for travel ball. Like man, it's hard to watch when twelve year olds are doing that. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to jump all over them or anything, but when when you expect even better or or expect 12-year-olds to do what they're supposed to do and know what they're supposed to do, well, you're definitely going to expect guys, especially now that they're getting paid in college baseball, uh, to be able to know what they're doing and be consistently good at it. And it be it would be a surprise when they do make an error. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's kind of disheartening. And, uh, look, they have to play Louisiana Tech again this weekend. Louisiana Tech with the six errors that they had in that game before. Was it six or eight? I can't remember. But it was an unreal amount of errors in one game that gave Louisiana Tech the game. Louisiana Tech has to play here this time. Uh, I'm not real comfortable or confident with this after dropping two to A&M uh, and, and, and Louisiana Tech really uh, showing that they're not afraid of LSU. And listen, Louisiana baseball right now is huge. I think, um, I know Louisiana Tech's good, Tulane's good, Southeastern's good. Uh, I think uh, Lafayette took a season back, took a step back this season. But I mean, you have all these teams that are good in, in one state. And when they go up against the big brother, they're showing them we're not afraid of them, right? And so it, this it's just it's a big thing. And I already told my brother, like, and all of you know how much I hate, I hate Florida, right? So we go to Gainesville this coming weekend, and we have to play them there. Now Florida is ranked number nine right now. Uh, at right now, I don't know if the rank is going to be. I didn't watch what their series was. I don't know if they lost any, won any, or etc. I do know that they struggled at the beginning of the season, losing teams they absolutely shouldn't have lost to. 
but they're still ranked number nine in the nation as of right now. So apparently they're doing pretty daggone good. Uh, but I am not going to watch a single pitch of this of this of this series this weekend. I, I'm thankful we have a ball tournament this weekend because I I cannot watch knowing that we're going to get handed to us by Florida. I just can't do it. It's those of you going to watch your diehard fans. I love you for it. I, I am a diehard fan, but like right now, I, I just can't watch it. It's too much. It's too heartbreaking, too frustrating for me right now. And I don't watch it. And and it could be like where LSU football was the last two years. They were absolutely supposed to get demolished by Florida on the football field, but got the win, right? I kind of hope that's the way it's going to be. I, I, I don't kind of hope. I really hope that's the way it's going to be. But right now, I just, I, dude, I just can't. I, and mentally, I, you're not going to get me. I'm thankful we got a ball tournament this weekend. Practice Friday night, so I don't watch the Friday night game. Uh, Saturday and Sunday we got a tournament, so I, I look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to. But you understand what I'm saying. But listen, I, I really hope. I know it's early in the season. I really hope we turn it around and we can do something here. So, anyway, moving on, moving on because I don't want to take all day for you. But stepping into the big time March Madness, the madness part of March this year, I told y'all last week that it's the free agent frenzy was kicking off this week, and there was already so much stuff happening. In the uh, quote-unquote legal tampering nonsense era of the two days. Uh, and, and even prior to that. I mean, you have unreal stuff happening right now. Like, this is crazy. Of course, Russell Wilson is traded uh, to, to Denver. You know, we already hit on that. And Deshaun Watson, I'll get into that in just a moment. A quarterback of the, of the Saints situation, etc. I'll talk about that in a moment. But, I mean, all these different names going different places. Let me tell you this. I like Christian Kirk, right? I, I thought he was great coming out of A&M. I thought he was going to be a great number two receiver at worst. Uh, he ended up being a pretty decent number two receiver this past year for Arizona. But that's been his best year. Jacksonville just unloaded the house for this dude, man. you talking about overpaid for a receiver. I hope he goes in there and balls out. But you also have a, a crowded receiving room there, too. So uh, you got Marvin Jones, DJ Chark. Uh, I can't think of the other cat's name, too. I mean... So you know, maybe they light it up. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. But you know, when you give a guy D Hop money or Julio Jones and his prime money or Devontae Adams money, uh, you know that he better he better be unstoppable. He better not only he better be your unquestionable number one. He better be unstoppable. Speaking about Devontae Adams, man, look. Yeah, I think I talked about it on one of the episodes. But you know, Colin and I have been talking about it all week long because this is fun time for us. Uh, you know, that contract with Aaron Rodgers was outrageous. It was stupid. It was dumb. Green Bay, like, don't get me wrong. You don't want to move on to somebody else. You want to try to hang on to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time as long as you can. But that contract was unreal, dude. And what it did was it, it handcuffed them from being able to do, to sign Devontae Adams. Uh, I can't think of the linebacker. Zadarius Smith. I mean, you, you had a team that's 13-3 and three, like three or four years in a row. Uh, they keep just falling short, but you want to pay them even more money, and then you want to pay him even more money. You want to take away his greatest receiving threat because at the time, the only thing they could do to afford Devonte Adams uh, was to franchise tag him. He's like, no, 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 you're not going to franchise me. Uh, you're going to pay me like I am the number one receiver in the league. Because what happens if I get injured next year? So they trade him away. <laughs> He's back with his college quarterback from Fresno State over there at Carr. With uh, in Las Vegas, I was fixing to say Los Angeles or Oakland, you know, because they just will we'll change. The Raiders have changed teams in about another ten years to, to where they're going to be playing ball. Just it is what it is. They're always going to be on the move. Um, who knows? They might be in Mississippi or something next. You know, because they 
certain you know, casinos, etc. Anyway, uh, Biloxi, right? Uh, so uh, you, you see, you, you see all this craziness. I mean, you, you also have like uh, uh, Tennessee cut Julio Jones, which is almost unheard of, but you can almost understand it because he's injured all season, you know, and, and he's not the same Julio Jones that he was before. Yes, I know his name is Julio, but. Uh, because he he messed over LSU to go to Alabama, his name will forever be Julio. And because he played for the Falcons, his name will always be Julio. If you didn't understand, now you do, okay? Uh, but cutting him. But then they traded for Robert Woods. And they got Robert Woods over there uh, coming fresh off an of injury as well. So OBJ, who's been whining because of, <laughs> because of the trade. <laughs> who was it? Now I can't even think who, who it was that, uh, that the Rams got. Uh, picked up for receiver. Oh, Allen Robinson. Uh, so you got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, OBJ. If he signs, you know, you had Robert Woods and you also have Van Jefferson over there in Los Angeles with the Rams. You talking about, I mean, like, I can understand why he was complaining because he's he's a prima donna slash diva who wants the ball every single time. And if he's not getting the ball, he's not on showtime and he doesn't get to show off. So you understand. Uh, yes, there's some salt. He's the only LSU player that I probably ever had salt towards. But, um, yeah, and, and other news too. Speaking about LSU receivers, you know, uh, this is absolutely ridiculous to me. This is this the Cleveland Browns for 30 years were the Cleveland Browns, which were basically the New York Jets and basically the Detroit Lions, right? That's just who they were. You knew that they were a losing organization because ownership and general managers, uh, the guys who were making the decisions, were just boneheads. They were absolute boneheads. They didn't care. They were kind of like the guys that used to be in Tampa Bay. Uh, back in the day, they didn't care. They were still getting money regardless if they never won a game, right? That's that's kind of how Detroit, uh, the Giants, and uh, I mean, not the Giants, well, the Giants nowadays, but the Jets and, and, and the Browns, right? That's just kind of how they've they've been for like 30 years. Uh, and so there's been a lot of complaining. People on TV complain about Baker this, Baker not this, etc. And, um, you know, you look what guys who came in there, what they were able to do, fighting for the playoffs, getting to the playoffs, you know, a, a legitimate team for the first time in like 30 years, but it's not good enough, right? You got Jarvis Landry, who's one of their best receivers, and honestly, statistically, outside of like Josh Gordon, was one of their best receivers in 30 years. And they're like, no, we're not going to pay you, we're going to cut you. Then they turn around and, and, and trade for Amari Cooper, trade for or sign him, right? I don't remember what it was, but it's an outrageous contract for Amari Cooper, who does not come close to the production of Jarvis Landry. I know Jarvis is coming off of an injury, right? But Amari Cooper doesn't come. If you think I'm lying, go back and do your studies, man. I told y'all before, if you're going to argue with me about anything, you better have your facts straight. You better have all your stats right. Not saying, and again, I'll preface this for you again. Don't come at me with nonsense because I'm going to back it up with real stats that you're going to try to leave off. Like if you're one of the ones who's excited about Jameis Winston all the time, you're like, well, he, his last year at uh, – uh, at Tampa Bay, he had his greatest passing years, most yards and most touchdowns, and you leave off the interceptions and the pick sixes that he has there, I'm going to point it out to you. It may have been his statistically best season in some areas, but statistically, it was not only his worst season, but one of the worst seasons in, in pro football history, right? Uh, oh, he was great against Green Bay. Well, yeah, but it just, look, at, you saw what it was after that, okay? I'm not, I'll get to that in a minute, but going back to Jarvis and, and Amari Cooper. Now, those of you who have ever played fantasy football, and if you ever had Amari Cooper, you know how this is. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know how this is. If you're a Raiders fan, you know how this is with Amari Cooper. You know it. He's going to have, you're going to put him in your starting lineup, and the first six weeks he's going to average two catches for six yards. 
and you might get 18 yards. I, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but it's a, around that area. That's around about the average is going to be. You're not going to get any production from him. He's not going to be a number one receiver that's deserving of big money. And then he's going to come out and he's going to have one game where he's going to have 10 catches for 230 yards. So everybody puts him in and everybody gets hyped up. And then what happens after that? He goes back down to the two catches for four yards to six yards a game. It disappears. One catch. And then... Everybody takes him out of their starting lineup, and then he has a game where it's, uh, you know, eight catches for 113 yards, and then that's not a number one receiver. That's not production to pay a guy what they're paying him, especially when you have a guy who has most of your records for the last 30 years outside of Josh Gordon, because you know you have to take Flash out of this. Okay, this this guy not only did not only did Jarvis go in there and uh, and and lead the way that he did statistically. And put out the production, but he changed the locker room because he was there before Baker. He was there before OBJ. He went in there and changed the locker room. That's huge. You should have been paying this guy. You should have been paying him over Amari Cooper in a heartbeat. And look, the crazy thing about it is now the Browns want him back. Well, look, you better ante up some money, and I'll get to that. You don't have the money. You don't have the money. You got to you got to do some crazy stuff like the Saints are doing, where you just give everybody's full contract into a signing bonus where you give them a big lump lump sum of money right now so that this doesn't go against the salary cap or something because it ain't gonna happen it ain't gonna happen bud you don't have the money and he's not he already told you he wanted money he deserves to have the money he he absolutely deserves to have the money right Uh, because here's the other reason why you don't have any money the other big trade this week and i I guess i'll go ahead and end on this because i talk about the saints because everybody wanted this guy so many people wanted Deshaun Watson in New Orleans. And I kept saying, you can go back. I, I was never one for it. You, uh, you can go back and listen to all the podcasts the last few weeks. I was never one for it. I was completely against it. It's too much to give for somebody. It's too much to give for somebody. And I'll go ahead and say this too. Those of you who are saying, who are following, like even Matt Muscona was saying it on the radio, he's a top five quarterback. No, he's not. Look at list five quarterbacks that are at the top of the league right now and tell me who you're going to take out to put Deshaun Watson there. You're not going to do You're not going to take out Tom Brady. You're not going to take out Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to take out Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to take out Joe Burrow. You're not going to take out Josh Allen. That's five right there. I'm not going to take him out over Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Like, how, how can you keep saying these things? Just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Yes, he had some pretty decent years in Houston, but he also had D-Hop. Who D-Hop always made receivers look, I mean, quarterbacks look good. Better than what they were. And yes, I know the last year without D-Hop, he looked better, right? Yeah, ooh. He's a good quarterback. I'm, not, I'm saying he's top 10, maybe. Because when you look at the quarterbacks in the league, yeah, he could be. But he ain't top five. Y'all need to let that go. Y'all, y'all got to stop lying, man. Like bold-faced politician lying right there. Stop it. Stop it. Let it go, Elsa. Let it go. Because that don't make no sense. You know it just don't make no sense. But here's the other part about it. The, the Bur- Cleveland Browns going back to their Cleveland Brown ways and trading everything, everything for Deshaun Watson. And here's the thing. You traded three firsts, two second, a third, and a fifth, right? All these picks to bring them over, right? You didn't unload any cap room by trading anybody away, okay? You also, let me go through the list again. You also have a guy who hasn't played in a year, right? You don't know if he's been training or not because he has all the legal issues. Oh, by the way, he has all the legal issues. Oh, yes, I know. I know he's not being indicted for federal charges, but he has 22 civil suits against him. Hey, guess what? That don't go away. 
You still got to handle that up, man. You still got to go to court for all that. You still got to go to proceedings. You still got to have your attorneys. You still got to talk to all those cats, man. So he's going to be distracted off the field literally 24-7. It just the way He's going to be distracted while he's on the field. Oh, and here's, by the way, the initial... Uh, let's just go back to Big Ben when he had his situation at casino some years back, right? He had, he got six games for that. That was one person, not 22. It was never proven that he did anything wrong, that Big Ben did anything wrong. That was one person. This is 22. 22. That's 21 more in case you can't do math, right? So he's scheduled to get at least six to eight games. There's actually not a guarantee that he can play a game this year. Because of all of that, the league can come down on him hard, right? And honestly, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna measure the same way what you did with Big Ben, you may as well do that as well. Six games, right? So none of that. You gave him guaranteed money. You gave him the second highest quarterback contract in the league, just below that outrageous Aaron Rodgers contract. And you give it to him guaranteed. And there's no guarantee that he'll ever play again. You know what guaranteed means? It means because as soon as he signs that. He doesn't have to have to take a snap on the football field. He doesn't have to go to a practice. He doesn't have to show up to the facility. That money is guaranteed to him. He does not have to do anything. Guess what? He could take all that money, bounce on out, go to the Bahamas, run from the law, do whatever he wants to do. Like that was the most Cleveland Browns thing that you could ever do. And at the same time, you're 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 like your best franchise quarterback in over 30 years. Yes, it's been that long since Bernie Kosar was there. And over 30 years, you just completely disrespected him. Completely did it. And then at the same time, this was what's so funny. Cleveland Browns came out and said, hey, well, we're, we're, we're looking at moving on from Cleveland, uh, from uh, Baker uh, because we want somebody who's more of an adult. And then, and then Deshaun Watson pulls out, pulls out and says, oh, no, no, no. I don't want the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Baker, we want you back. We're just playing, right? And then later on, they go. Then, then Deshaun, you know, messes everybody around again and decides he's going to take the contract, uh, guaranteed contract for them. But let me get, let me let me backtrack there in case you missed that. They said they wanted a, a quarterback who's more of an adult. Let me let you in on some stuff. Like people tend to forget things because of what happens, right? Let me preface this: this that, that, and those of you, I, you know, I said I'm never going to talk Ka- Kaepernick because he's a coward and etc. But people forget. Homeboy was sitting on the bench and he's complaining, wanting to be traded before all of his nonsense started. When his nonsense started, that's when he started getting publicity and getting money, right? From off the field, right? He proved that when he had an opportunity to get back in the league and he just, he, he played himself and played the league, right? Even Stephen A. Smith called him out for it, right? So, yeah, look, that was just one, I mean, that was a good example, right? And don't get your panties all in a wad if you're all upset because I said his name or because I, I, I told you the truth about it, right? But here's the thing. I, I said that so that you could know this. Right before all of these allegations, all 22 of these allegations came out, literally right before, he was trying to LeBron his way, Deshaun Watson it is, talking about that adult quarterback, LeBron his way on out of Houston because he didn't want to play there anymore. You all forgot about that, didn't you? Right? And and I'm sure Houston, the, the the you know the 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 trust folks over there, trusted folks over to Houston, Houston. Oh, I mean, I said Astros, but the Texans uh, ownership and, and management 
We're like, all right, well, we'll let all, we already know about all these suits. We're going to let this out in the, on the blue, right? We're going to let this, this is not going to be hidden anymore. We're going to let this all out so everybody knows about it. Since you're uh, going to force your way out. Like, yeah, you, you, you're talking about a guy, you, you, the guy who brought your franchise and has played the best at quarterback for the first time in 30 years for your, for your organization. And you're going to badmouth him in front of everybody and say that you wanted somebody who's you want somebody who's more of an adult. Do you go get somebody because it wasn't working out quite the way he wanted to? Showed you he wasn't an adult. Are you kidding me? So on that note, I never wanted Deshaun Watson here because I knew how much it was cost. Now if he's coming straight out of the draft, yes, I would take that talent. He didn't have all these issues, yes, I would take that talent. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a good talent. I think he would do good here uh, for a defensive-minded coach. Uh, but And I don't want Jimmy G. Y'all already heard me say I don't want pretty Jimmy G. Just leave him over there where he's at. He's not a winner. He's he's a game manager. You make him win a Super Bowl with him if you have a team set up right, like Brad Johnson, Joe Flacco, et cetera, okay? Uh, that, you know, it, it can happen. But I don't see it, okay? And I don't want that, right? I, I, we have a good defense. I want us to win on both sides of the ball, right? Uh, my thing is, like, hey, you go get Baker. Now, don't get me wrong, the Browns are stupid, but they're also stupid, okay? I want, if you didn't understand what I'm saying, I want you to follow with me. Yes, they gave up entirely too much and mortgaged their whole future, their next 10 years, let's be honest, uh, and just disregarded their last five years, last four years, all right? But you know, after all those picks they gave up, they're going to try to get a whole lot for Baker when they're trading them away. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about Baker going to Seattle or Baker going to Indianapolis, and Baker said he would mind going to Indianapolis because they're set up to win, too. They're just quarterback away, right? I think he'd fit in great here. Not only that, if you get him here, here's the thing, man. He doesn't have a large contract because um, it's coming off a trade, and Cleveland didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he ain't a paid quarterback, Hoss. Yes, he's a number one, so he's paid more than some of those quarterbacks, but he ain't a paid quarterback, all right? I would take him over Jameis, famous Jameis Winston, 30 for 30 crab legs any day. For real. And now, I don't know if Michael Thomas played for him because Michael Thomas, uh, yeah, he, he didn't want to play for Drew Brees, so who knows? But you also talk about a Baker Mayfield who's going to, hey, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and he's going to show you, like, hey, you screwed up. You screwed up. So I, I like that pick. If you can get that, you can make that happen. Make it happen. Don't give up the house like Cleveland did. Don't. Don't fold up in the movie like uh, Draft Day where when you gave up all your picks, you're trying to give all up all your picks back from somebody else. It ain't happening, buddy. Like, don't... Now, here's the thing. The Saints' leadership right now is kind of boggling my mind because they were fixing to give up, like, three first-round picks and, like, a, a major, a good bit of, like, three or four of our marquee players, like our cornerstone players for the team. So I can see them still making a dumb move to get Baker, and, and give up too much. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Like, if we can't get Baker because they want too much and somebody else is stupid enough to give up too much, then I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm just saying you can't you can't put him in a place that he can't succeed because you gave everything away to get him, right? One of the same things I was saying about Deshaun Watson. And you, you can't be as stupid as Cleveland was. You just can't. You can't be as desperate uh, as what we looked when we were trying to date Deshaun Watson, right? It just... Don't make yourself look stupid, man. Anyway, I know I'm saying stupid the whole time. Uh, some good news, too, for those of us who have started watching Joey Burrow up there in Cincinnati and the Bengals, as some of y'all like to call them, uh, walking like Egyptians. Uh, 
They signed some good offensive linemen, and they just picked up Leo Collins today, who's coming off of an injury, so as long as he can stay healthy, that O-line might be sick. You're talking about going from a wet paper bag to a sick offensive line. You're talking about the Cowboys offensive line from uh, three, four years ago, or Cowboys offensive line from their, from their. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. I have to ask PJ what, what their offensive line was called when they, when they had that stout, huge, beautiful offensive line that just graded away and made Emmitt Smith uh, who he was. So, yeah, I, I think that's great. Uh, the only thing I think that they messed up on is, yes, they re-signed Eli Apple. I have just kind of speechless. Like, I, did y'all not – I y'all are not in the games. Y'all, y'all don't see how he plays. Y'all, don't, y'all didn't watch film. Like, I, why? Did you get it for like a dollar? I, I don't really understand. I'm kind of dumbfounded by this. Anyway. I guess it's just they just got caught up in the madness of March and March Madness. I have no idea. It's just that that one's just on up there with that they were too close to Cleveland. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just gonna keep saying that. But hey, but that's my episode this week of Sports Sunday. I know I took a little while. You know my Sports Sunday episodes are gonna be a little bit longer. Enjoy them. Have fun with them, man. I'm going to be giving you a lot of stuff that's my time to compress, decompress and give you all the information, my take on all of the different areas. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to see if I can get more than one morning dump in this week. Yes, I don't want to be constipated for you. I want to get, give you some more. Uh, it's just scheduling stuff, man. You know how it is, trying to get stuff going in the mornings and getting, getting the information in as well, too. So I'm going to be throwing that out there for you as much as I can. Thank you all for your listens. This is your favorite podcast, Mark Chair, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. See you all next time.